Welcome, race fans, to the Stickers and Scuffs podcast with Cam K and Graydon Bunn. True Canadian race fans. This show is presented by Remax Jack. Call Remax Jack and start to pack. Green flag is out. Let's get this podcast underway. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. Cam K here, Graydon Bunn, and Jamie Maudsley is here, voice of the APC series, voice of Delaware Speedway. So happy to have you here, Jamie. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thrilled to be joining you guys tonight. You're, you're doing a great job on the podcast, and uh, please, please have me on. Yeah, this is this was something I was really excited about because there has been so much that we really want to talk about because uh, let's just start with the, the best of the best, uh, Delaware Speedway. Um, wow. Um, so Graydon and I had never been to Delaware Speedway, and we our first time there was for the fall brawl. And my goodness, um, I don't know why we weren't at Delaware Speedway for so many years. That place puts on one hell of a show, and you're you they've just done a whole bunch of renos to it. Uh, let's talk about that. Donnie Thompson's brother said it best when he's, you're on the top of the hill there every once in a while, you'll run into him and he'll just say, you know, this place just feels like a racetrack. And that's, that's the biggest thing. I mean, I'm a homer. I've been going there since I was seven years old, every single Friday night, you know, um, it, it's, it's a one groove. It has in the past been a one groove racetrack, but man, if, if you can start fifth, and move up to second in a 30-lap feature, you, you, you've done a night's worth of work. You know, you don't necessarily have to drive it to the front to have a good showing there because it's just a tough place to make passes at. Um, the, the bumps really gave it character. Uh, I'm, I'm 50-50. I mean, obviously, there was some work that has to be done to the surface and the drainage, but at the same time, it, it, I hated to see the old asphalt go just – you know, um, but the only thing I missed was grabbing a piece before they tore it all up. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it, it's it's funny because this is we were really lucky this year because despite kind of schedule issues, uh, there was three Pinty's races at Delaware Speedway uh, back to back to back. And the action was, well, crazy. Uh, it was probably a little more than we were expecting at the time. There was an APC battle there. There was the quick, quick. Superstock Championship also decided there. But one of the things that uh, we I have to talk about before we get into all of that is the weekly racing. Um, never seen it before. And the, luckily, the Rogers TV bringing that. Holy crap, you guys have some amazing divisions in Delaware Speedway. They did a great job with the telecast this year, uh, Joey and Chris on, on the mics. And we're able to take it to a, a lot of Ontario all over the world through YouTube. And, and I think it gave some great exposure to the Speedway. Um, obviously, the ownership uh, group change at the start of the year was a big thing. Didn't get our season kicked off till, till the, right around the July 1st weekend. But the thing that got me was every Friday night, there was a lot of people there. I, I mean... You look at crowds from three, four, five years ago where you're like, this is their best crowd of the season. That was a, a Friday night in the middle of August. Uh, you know, the amount of people they got to the Speedway. And I, I think the new ownership group's done a great job of marketing the track. Uh, a fresh coat of paint never hurt any racetrack. Uh, you know, they, they've done the upkeeps. They've got all new signs. They've got them all sold. They've got them all paid for. They're bringing in that revenue. 
And the one area where I really like the APC program is because Luke, who runs most of it, I mean, he'll say he's got a lot of teams behind him, but he's he's the kahuna at the top. The buck stops and ends with him. The thing about him is he owned a race team for a number of years. So a lot like Glenn Styers, he's been on the other side of the fence. Yep. And it's really giving him appreciation. Like I know when they when they cut the purses a couple of years ago because of the COVID, he's like, I, I don't know what else I can do. That's all the money I've got. If we want to go racing, that's what we've got. They had a great season last year. All of a sudden, they've already announced bigger purses for 2022. So uh, I, I think they're doing a great job of it. The, the job they're doing at Delaware, the job they're doing with the series, bringing the quick, quick series. I mean, that's just nothing but a success. All five of the races were just off the charts. Uh, you know, everything about what they've got going on has has been positive, and the fans have shown up because of all that positivity. Jamie, uh, congrats on a, a great 2021 season, uh, both with the APC series and just Delaware in itself. I mean, um, with the Delaware group, it's – it's nice to have a group of, of, of great, passionate and like-minded people to, to kind of help tow the rope in the right direction uh, in terms of the whole motorsports picture. Can you just speak to, uh, a little, without uh, any sort of trade secrets or anything, but uh, what it's like to have uh, like Luke Ramsey in, and company, uh, as I was saying in our last episode, I, I listened to Luke on the Driver in Deep podcast, and it helped reassure me as a race fan that they're they're very interested, invested in in shoring up Ontario short track racing. How does that feel to be affiliated with a group like that? Oh, it, it's just awesome, and they've they've got. 40-ish um, either stores or associate stores all throughout southwestern Ontario. They've got stores right around Sobble. That's why whenever they go to Sobble, it's a big deal because there's so yes. many different APC people that can go there. Um, you know, when they come to Delaware, anybody who's a, a mechanic in London, they're at the APC tent. Uh, when, when they go to Flamborough, they got a lot of stores in, in the Hamilton region. So I, I think that's worked out positive. And what they've basically done is, is tried to take their formula for here's how we sell auto parts. Okay, now here's how we sell tickets. Let's, let's try to marry the two. And the thing is, a lot of the people that are passionate at APC and, and, and a number of the people that, that just work there as their, their daily jobs, they work there because they're car people. Because And there's a lot of racers that work there. I know uh, there's a fellow that works in the marketing department. I hadn't seen him in a few years. He used to race. He used to do some drag racing. Hadn't seen him in a couple of years. All of a sudden, APC's running the track. He's running beer around on a Friday night just to help out. <laughs> you know, just, just because he wanted to be there. Just because he wanted to help nice. out and the, and the company out. Um, I mean, their, their marketing guy, Dave Moran, does an absolutely phenomenal job. And, and APC's got a lot of good partners that they've got invested with from from Spectre Premium to you know Fram to Total Lubricants to Pennzoil they've got all these different companies that they do business with and they've been able to bring them uh, into the fold and get them involved as well it's and promising. On the Delaware side of things, the other thing is well, one of the other partners is JR Excavating. I mean, you've got a, a construction company. Well, we got to pave the track. Well, hey, guess who's paving the track? The excavating company that, that owns part of it. And I, I think uh, 
having one of the the landowners family members on, on the the executive there or running the places that always helps too i think it just shows a a, a long-term vision from the landowners as well and some commitment going forward definitely I, I'd like to know, um, because we're still, you know, we're, we're newer still to, to knowing Delaware and its roots. Obviously, we were following Pinty Streets for many years, but they weren't going to Delaware. So how big of a deal is this new ownership group? Like, where were we sitting with Delaware Speedway before they came in? Wow. You could go all the way back to 1980 because every winter, you know, oh, the truck's going to close. You get those rumors. Wow. It, you know, it was just one. Well, every single year, you know, that's that's what you heard. And um, so, so you take Luke Ramsey's ownership deal. And before that, uh, it was obviously the DeMar aggregates and the L82 group. Uh, the, the DeMello family was involved with it. Uh, the Speedbacks have been involved with it over the years. Uh, Arlen Sherba, who, who owned a restoration company in, in London locally, he was a, a big racing fan. He had the lease with his ownership group for a number of years. And then but before that was was the Tony Novotny era. And that's, that's kind of when I started uh, going to the Speedway as a fan and then just working there for Tony. Yeah, because you guys, I, I have been told, and again, put a little bit of an age on me because I, I didn't get to see back in the days of Cascar, but I've heard that we're talking sending cars home because you they used to have so many cars showing up to Delaware Speedway. Now that first event for the super stocks for the Quickwicks uh, this year, I think there was something I, I want to say 39 cars showed up for the Quickwick race and they only started 32. It was almost like bringing it back um, in a way. Definitely, definitely. Uh, the the Peterborough race was like that as well. We sent uh, six guys home and luckily, the Ontario Sportsman yep. uh, series was was racing that night, and their hundred lap feature was next, and they were were short a couple of cars. So the guys that didn't didn't qualify for the the quick quick feature ended up getting a hundred laps in. But uh, nice, definitely. Uh, I think it's it's a great deal they've got. And uh, as as far as sending guys home, uh, I first started working at Delaware in '94, and I distinctly remember Labor Day the weekend. There was 56 cars there for 30. Oh my God! There's 20 guys that showed up and uh, and didn't get the race that weekend. And wow! That was, that was full on qualifying races on the the Friday night, I believe. And yeah, there was there was uh, 20 guys that went home without racing that weekend. So how do we get back to that point? Can we ever get back to that point, Jamie? The, the, the problem is, and again, I'm a stock car purist, um, you know, since 2008, we've seen an erosion and um, it started south of the border. That's when, mm -hmm. when all of a sudden you, you could get tickets to a NASCAR race where previously right. had on a waiting list and give your firstborn to get some tickets. Um <laughs> I think at the same time, we, we saw the sport in, in Canada make a little bit of a decline. Uh, I think where we've got the advantage is if we can get people out. And I, I think part of it's a, a society is a car culture. Uh, because years ago, you know, like I, I worked on my car, my first car. You know, you know yeah. guys my age could do that. Guys your age, uh, you know, it was all electronic fuel injection. I had to take it to the technician, right? He fixes it, hooks it up to the computer. I'm 40. <laughs> but but I, I, you know, that that's, I guess, a, a big difference. And that's kind of where 
I think some people have got lost along the way or some fans have got lost, but um, the biggest thing is to get the kids involved. And I've, you know, I talk to people in my, in my daily work where they'll call, Oh, you work at Delaware too. Yeah. I work at Delaware Friday nights. Oh, we'd love to come. I've guided so many pit tours for kids over the years, just people I work with or, or, you know, alongside or guests or friends or who bring their kids. Okay, let's go meet this driver. Let's go meet this driver. In the hopes that you take that six-year-old, you give him the night of his life and he goes home with a whole goodie bag of swag. I mean, it, it, that's what my kid did when he was young, you know? Yep. That's and, what hurt me. The, the biggest thing to do is get the kids because if you can get the kids to come to the racetrack, they got to bring yeah. the parents. Well, we got this guy over here. He's doing a good job of that. <laughs> I was going to... And the wives, you got to yes. like, I, I have to say there's, um, I've been with my wife. I've known my wife for, for 20 years. I've been with her for 18 of those 20 years. And probably my greatest achievement is, is making her a motorsports fan. She's been a casual fan, but man, like as Cam said, this year was the first year that we actually have been to Delaware in the flesh. And when we walked through the, and into the track, Jessica said, she's like, this is, this is like a real racetrack. She's like, it feels like we're with complete respect to Canadian motorsports. She's like, it feels like we're at an American track, like, like a bristle, that amphitheater style where you're like, the seats are in the hill. It's just the atmosphere, Jamie, is just so electric. And so, I mean, as a testimonial, like you said, is getting the kids in. It's getting the significant others in who aren't necessarily diehard motorsports fans, but like love well, that experience and they buy into it. That's one of the, the biggest keys a promoter has make your women's room as nice as possible. Spend all yes. the money on the ladies' bathroom. Hell you know, yeah. I've, I've used troughs from, from Darlington to Cayuga before I'll be fine. It, it's make the, make the, it nice for the women. So they yes. want to come back. And, and I mean, I've been with my significant other for, for a few years now, and she's gone to a bunch of NASCAR races with me and her exact words are the, the racing part of it. She said, I could care less. She said, the people watching, I will go just for the people watching, but after a number of years, again, she's yeah. gone to Delaware a few times. She's got to meet some of my buddies who, who drive race cars and who I hang out with away from the track. And uh, and because of that, now now my stepdaughter, all she wants to do is go to the racetrack on Friday nights. Uh, she, she walks around at the end of the night picking up parts and she's got stickers and T-shirts. And again, that's the key is just get the kids involved. It's the culture. That's the thing, right? It's not just motorsports. It's a culture. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and that culture within the Delaware Speedway, um, obviously transitions with you. Uh, you take it along with you with the APC late model series. Uh, one of the, the series that we are obviously we're fans of as well. And man, uh, partnering up with GeForce TV, um, getting that access out there. But we want to talk about that championship battle between Trayton Lapsovich, Brandon Watson, one, well, I believe it was one position was the end of well, the championship. One point, one, point, one uh, position. Like, what else can you say? It was, it was close. It all came to one down to one point at the end, and uh, you know, it's. I listen to a lot of the the NASCAR car radio on Sirius. 
uh, Chocolate Myers says, we, we like drama, you know, and, and what better drama than what we had, even the the night before was was drama in our local yeah. classes. I mean, yeah, it, I guess it, it shows the competition. I mean, uh, Brandon Watson, he, he, he's a heck of a shoe, yeah. but guys were able to run with him this year, which which we haven't seen before. So some guys really stepped up the level. I think uh, the guy I feel bad for that, that didn't cash one in this year was Josh Stoddy because he had yeah. a lot of those race winning runs. Uh, same thing for, for the last year and a half. It's like, it's not a question of if uh, Jake Sheridan's going to win one, yes. win. and he, he finally got the monkey off his back. And I, I think that just shows you how much talent is there and not to take anything away from the nine car, because I think he's, he could be possibly the most talented racer in Ontario right now. Um, but you know, he's got some competition, whereas he ran roughshod over him for a couple of years. Well, it's true. And the, the series, I mean, we, we've talked about it many times. They are breeding the next Pinty series stars right now, because the names that came up last year, including shit with Shay Gemmel, Brandon Watson, Trayton Lapsovich, all coming from the APC United late model series, all standouts and, and, and they're like very first starts. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Extremely impressive. And those are the new Ontario stars that could be coming into this series um, in helping it grow because obviously this series is, is doing one thing. It is giving a, a lot of attention to these fantastic racers that, I mean, we'd love to see them in the Pinty series. And I think funding for those type of guys, maybe it'd be a little bit easier because they are without doubt, some of the best that we've ever seen. Shea Gemmel running up in the top five in his first starts in the EHR cars. Um, Brandon Watson leading laps in a car that hadn't led laps all season just shows the talent level of these guys. And they're not getting an easy shot in the APC series. As you said, he got beat. Brandon Watson got beat by cars this year. And there were names that typically we see win that didn't. How long did it take for J.R. Fitzpatrick to win this year? Right. It, it, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy how good the competition is. Trial by fire. We've seen a shift. Um, like if you looked at the, the the motorsport landscape in Ontario and Canada um, 15 years ago, uh, it was late models are here. Weekly late models are here. Pinty series or the, the mm-hmm. cast car or whatever is here. Yep. And I think what's really happened is I, it, it's pretty close to the same. And, and it's not, I'm not saying the Pinty series has went de- from here down or APC, I, I, I don't know where the, the the transition happened between the two, but I think from a from a competition level, uh, from, from a talent level, I mean, I have no doubt that a guy like Kevin Lacroix, a guy like Andrew Ranger, after a race or two, would be a threat to win in APC race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's just something you don't see though. Like we no. we we have had, and again, how many times? This is a perfect example. Is we talk about this recent years about how the ladder system in a way and in, in a way this is somewhat of a ladder system you kind of go up through quick wick super stocks ontario sportsmen kind of depending on whatever road you take and and how much it, money you have it, that's the key one right <laughs> is the money right which we, we try not to think about that that's always the most frustrating part of this but um the the xfinity series how many successful cup guys 
have come out of Xfinity recently, like how immediate success championship contender. It really doesn't happen anymore. Whereas any of those, those guys I mentioned earlier, they feel like they could go straight in. They ran full season and, and run competitive every week. Take a guy like Brandon Watson. It doesn't matter whether he's driving a super late model or a, a late model or a Pinty series car or a lawnmower. He, he's going to be faster, <laughs> whatever he's, he's in. And I mean, he's, again, he's went to the States and, and proved it there. Um, the ladder system, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough as if, if I had a kid who was racing, it's a tough landscape to navigate. I don't know Definitely. if there's ever any right answer. Like I, I stood there at Dover when, when Joey Logano was hopping in his first Xfinity race back in the day and, and finished fifth that day. It was like, this guy's a surefire superstar. Mm-hmm. You could tell that that day. And then all of a sudden he got to the next level and again, it leveled yeah. out on him. Yeah. And, and he didn't have that immediate success. But I got news for you. If you don't like Joey Logano winning, you're you're in for a rough next 10 years because he's going to win more. <laughs> yeah. so it, it, it's and, and it, it, I guess it, it's about when that guy can take the step. Like Trayton, um, I didn't get a chance to see him race a whole lot before he hopped into an APC car because I – my stomping ground is Delaware and, and Flamborough. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get to Sunset or, or Peterborough as often as I'd love to. I mean, uh, great facilities, but I just don't get there. So mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to see him in a mini stock or a, a, a thunder stock before that, you know, before he came to the APC. And, and I was like, who's this kid? I, but then once you see him out there, it's like he, he just, he was just one of the guys. I mean, he just belonged, you know? So he was able to take it to that next level immediately. Well, they have this, like, it's almost like it's truck series fit in a way. We've got all these young stars that kind of come into the APC series, but then you also have the like Matt Crafton, Johnny Sauter type guys, the veterans that have been around there. You got the Sean Chenowitz, Dale Shaw's that are always kind of around and always running up at the front. And it almost feels like the young guys always have to beat those guys to win these races. Um, let's talk about the veteran presence in the series and some of those names that I, I just provided you with kind of how they kind of stabilize the series. Well, Chenoweth is, you know, it, it depends on the year and the track. Um, uh, but in Dale Shaw, he could win any night. Uh, J.R. Fitzpatrick could win any night, yeah. anywhere. Matt Pritico could win Matt any Pritico. Night, anywhere. Yeah. You know, um, and, and there's a guy who took a totally different path. If you mm-hmm. had have said 10 years ago, 12 years ago, Matt Pritico is going to be racing a late model. I mean, I knew who he was racing the sports cars at the time. But uh, who would have thought he'd been in a late model going left? But he's now one of the <laughs> best late model drivers in Ontario. Uh, and, and then on the, the flip side, I mean, J- Jordan Lawrence has all the talent in the world as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, him, him Trayton Lapsovich, uh, you know, it's it's a shame we got robbed of, of Caden not racing here weekly. You know, I, yeah. I mean, good for him, what he's doing. But, geez, I'd love to see him out there banging fenders with his little brother. Uh, and then you've got yeah. Andrew Gressel, who's – is you know awesome. had one of those seasons with the year he won the championship. He, he raced the super and the and the late model. It was something like thirteen times that year and won like nine races. Domination. Um, they've struggled since then, but all of a sudden mm-hmm. last year, championship contender again. So uh, you know, it, there's always going to be that mix of new and old. I think no matter where you go, and that's that's what makes it great. Man, good God! You like we just like. 
rhymed off lists as long as your arm span is of, of names and talent. Like it's no wonder that we have such a, a, a bounty of talent in in all the levels and of particularly stock car racing in Ontario. But Jamie, uh, talking about the actual Delaware track itself, it's been around since 1952, and it's undergoing some facelift now, um, as, you, as you kind of alluded to, with the companies doing the work on it, uh, and you kind of shared your 50-50 on, on what it's going to be like. Uh, Alex uh, Nagy was kind of... Uh, optimistic that we might see a two groove racetrack with uh the way the reconfiguration the the paving is going and that sort of thing you've seen a lot of racing what do you what what memory stands out the most of all you've seen and what are you looking forward to the most of all i i tease memories i don't even know where to start um, <laughs> i mean that that's you know, a, I mean, uh, like you said, you're going back into the early nineties and stuff, but you must so have I've, seen. I've got some, I've got some family that races out there. Uh, so definitely uh, every chance I've got to interview one of my cousins in victory lane, I, I hold that very close. Um, nice. I, I do remember speaking of Alex Nagy, I believe it was, I, I get the three, right. Junior Reagan, Alex Nagy and Sean Doopy racing through one and two for the McCurley Millen 300 back in the day. And they all made contact. I remember Nagy winning that race. <laughs> um, DJ's first, uh, first race at Delaware was special. The, the first time he won a series race, uh, yeah. obviously special. Um, I, I remember it, um, me and my cousin, Steve, probably flip over uh, a couple times. Mm-hmm. In Delaware. Scary moments um, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And then this year, um, my boy had the chance to to join me on the on the broadcast team. That's right, he did. So I think cool that that made the past year more special than anything else. And we we had a blast working with with him and I and Justin Prince. Justin Prince, oh, there's, there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of memories in a nutshell. And, and Justin, oh, Prince, that's awesome, man. I Justin love Prince it. is somebody that um, surprised me actually because all of a sudden the guy that I knew from the iRacing broadcasts was broadcasting the delaware races i knew him from my racing before i knew he was at delaware fantastic um broadcaster he's got a definite future in it he's he's definitely a, a very very good voice uh, for racing but I, I i would love to to know your um because you see so much of the weekly racing at delaware who do you feel is the next quote-unquote star to come out of delaware speedway wow um... loaded question i know it is. Uh, if not just one, but maybe a couple. A, a kid that really opened my eyes this year was uh, Jamie Cox's boy, Jay. Uh, got to got to race bone stocks for the first time ever this year and, and did very well at it. Jeez. Um, That's a tough one. I, you know, the, <laughs> I would love to see a, a guy like Andrew Ferreira maybe possible move up one. to a late model. Uh, I, I would love to see a guy like Trevor Culver move yeah. up to the role model. I mean, those are some guys with some talent who could do it. And, uh, you know, I, I, both those teams work so hard. I mean, I know Trevor had just a horrible season this year in the, in the luck department, yeah. but uh, you know, stuff like that is, 
you know, definitely like to see those guys if they could get a chance to move up. But again, late late models cost a lot more money to run than super stocks. I know uh, I've been around Jay Dewar for a long time. He's one that's went the other way. He's he's had enough of the late model racing. And so, you know what? I still want to race. I'm going to go do the, the Dougie Stewart race or Dougie Stewart route and go back and get a, a super stock. And, and mm-hmm. again, with the, with the quick, quick stuff, it's great to see Dougie Stewart race every Friday night. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Cox has, has swore his car's almost done. It's getting there. <laughs> uh, great to see Jason Parker back in that. Yes. Well, ran Delaware a couple of times. It was great. Vanderwist. Yeah. Vanderwist back, back out in action. We'll, we'll see how good see his son is. He got his feet wet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, uh, it is, it's funny. You watch a kid like Jordan Lawrence. Uh, he's always been one of my favorites. I remember as a kid, he, he rode his skateboard like two miles to practice day one time and just showed up buying a pit pass like everybody else to go watch <laughs> practice before he could even drive. And, you know, there's a guy, him and his brother have done so much for the bone stock division in Delaware. Yeah. They get five, six cars out at yeah. night. Hey, you've never done a bone stock. You think you might be interested in it instead of setting up the, the two grand or whatever it costs you to go build the car when you don't know anything about it. We'll just sell you a rental car for the night. Go have some fun. And then if you like it, we'll help you get your own deal going. So um, those two guys have been beneficial to the track as well. And I, I love watching Jordan get back into a, into a mini stock to see what he can do. And that series is so fun to watch. I, I never thought again, not uh, being a novice completely uh, thanks to G force and, and Rogers TV for being able to showcase some of this local racing because it's phenomenal. And the bone stock division uh, was unbelievable this year at Delaware Speedway. I was so entertained by all those races, the back and forths, the battles for the lead um, Darcy Desjardins in turn one was always entertaining. Um, <laughs> And I had to bring it Poor up. Guy. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> almost every broadcast, Joey um, was was counting how many times. And I felt so bad for it, but it was it was actually it became pretty funny at the end. And, and now, to, see, to see the just the, the amount of cars on the track. And I think one of the biggest things that people and even just the, the small series, this the smaller series, the trucks, seeing the trucks run out there with the the V is it V eights or V sixes? Yeah. The small uh, father gill with that beautiful, beautiful car, uh, not a scratch on it, completely kicking everyone's butt again. I love it. I absolutely loved it. And it, when we went to Delaware speedway, walked through, like you said, I'm like, I can't believe we're here. We were in the infield and I said to Graydon, I remember I'm like, it seems so small from on the inside. And then you go outside and you actually sit in the stands. I'm like, this track is huge, right? It, it's, it's unbelievable. And we got to see one of the craziest days of racing. We had jack stands being thrown on uh, windshields. We had an intentional wreck. We had DJ winning. Finally got to see him win a race. Uh, we had Trayton with our deco on the car being crashed right in front of us. And at the end of the day, all we could say was, this is where the Penny Series belongs. This is where racing belongs. And uh, we've got to ask, is this fall brawl going to continue? Because the whole weekend was phenomenal. Well, if you, if you don't have it marked or are looking for it on your 2022 calendar and you were there this year, um, you, you obviously weren't paying attention because... <laughs> 
and, and I think it was great. I think it would, that's what Delaware really needed for an end of the season event was crown all your champions. I think it's great that these tracks do the playoffs now and where yeah. everybody's got their own big weekend and um, the guys can go out, uh, you know, a lot of cases, no points involved, stuff like that. Um, and, and I think just the amount of campers that were there, like that was absolutely yeah. The campground, I was just going to say, the campground was awesome. And we really started to see that on the APC tour three or four years ago. Uh, I, I'll never forget driving up the side road on the way to Sabo Speedway. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, my God, look at those campers. Like, <laughs> I, I've never, I've seen like half that many campers here before. That is double what we've ever seen at Sabo before. But then again, you had Mark Dilley. And, and Paul Gressel getting involved in the ownership mm -hmm. and had them stepping up. And they obviously did their homework, did their promotion and got a lot of people out to watch and, and stuff like that's positive. And I really like the fact that a lot of these places have tried to make stuff weekend events because it's tough. It's tough during the season because you got a place to be Friday and a place to be Saturday, but mm -hmm. I think it's really great at the end of the year where they can do the multi-day events and, and people can come camp for the weekend because that that's, that's what I grew up on is my, my big adventures as a kid were going to Michigan speedway camping for the weekend twice a year, you know? So I, I think that the, the events gotta be bigger than just the race itself. Yeah. You spoke to that very well, Jamie. I think that having these marquee events and I mean the ticket value having all those series when we came down like we're in Muskoka we came down to to Delaware for the weekend and we camped out probably the only tenters in the whole damn place <laughs> but I mean it was it was so awesome and just the atmosphere like I said like my wife and kids and myself like when you walk into the place it feels like it's a bona fide like race event where you're there and everybody else that's there is with you is just into the racing experience. And it was just such a good time. And, and we're very glad to hear that uh, we can mark this off on the calendar for next year, because uh, we'll definitely be back because Absolutely. it was uh, it was a hell of a good experience. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed yourself. Uh, it was, it was a great weekend and uh, it's a, you know, it's, it's sad every every time I have to walk up that hill to the parking lot for the last time of the year because, again, I'm, I'm lucky enough to get to spend every Friday night there. And it's just uh, so cool. Uh, my favorite place in the world, I'll admit it. No doubt. <laughs> if, if we lived closer, I'm pretty sure it'd be the exact same thing. We'd be, I mean, it's one of those things I thought about. I was like, if I, I might just need to move down there just so I can go there every Friday night <laughs> yeah. and watch weekly racing. You know, it's in that that's kind of, uh, I think what, uh, what a lot of racetracks need is they need the people that are, that are local that want to come out and we were there and it wasn't supposed to be full capacity and man, that place was packed. So I can't wait to see it at full capacity in 2022. Jamie Maudsley, thank you so much for joining us on the stickers and scuffs podcast. We are definitely going to do this. We're going to definitely interview you at Delaware speedway next year. Um, when we definitely do some action there for the penny series. So can't wait to see you. Thanks for having me on, guys. Keep doing a good job. Thank you so much. Thank you.